Welcome to the Virginia Economic Review Podcast. This is Jason L. Kuby, President and CEO of the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Our guest today is Tom Walker, founder and CEO of DroneUp, a provider of drone delivery and flight services that has operated out of Virginia Beach since its founding in 2016. Tom, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are things going? They're going well, Jason, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, as we get started, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the genesis of Drone Up and how you initially got into the unmanned industry? Absolutely. It goes back many years. I started my career in the military and in the Navy and kind of had my first exposure to drones or unmanned aerial vehicles. At the time, uh, it was very early. The technology wasn't nearly as robust as it is today. And then after getting out of the military, I went to work as the president of a technology company. While I was there, I started to really notice the drone technology advancing so quickly and became aware that the autonomy and the ability to use these drones for both inspection and and search and rescue and so many other things was going to have a fundamental impact on society. And so me and my partners decided that we wanted to get into the industry to ensure as best we could that that impact that they were going to have on society would be positive and good for communities. And you decided to do it in Virginia and in Virginia Beach specifically as the base of your operations. Can you just talk about that choice a little bit, why you ended up in Virginia? I was transferred here by the Navy way back in 2006. And while I was here, my wife started a company and my kids started going to school here. And Virginia really became home. And so it was natural that when we started the company in 2016, we started it here. I think the more interesting question, though, that I like to really address is why we stayed here. As we watched other companies in our industry, specifically those on the West Coast and in some of the other areas, we watched how they did business. And it was all about how do we raise a lot of money? How do we get a lot of attention and so forth? And one of the things the foundation of our company is really built upon is culture. We like to say, as it's been said many times, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Being here in Virginia Beach gave us the opportunity to attract talent to a different kind of area for these types of high-tech solutions. But more importantly, the state, the city of Virginia Beach, the governor's office, VEDP, VCIP, everybody has just embraced us. They've been so supportive and really focusing on helping build an unmanned technology ecosystem here in Virginia that when it was all said and done and we kind of were at the size where we had the opportunity to look at other areas, There really was no other area that provided everything we needed. Two of the things we're really proud of is that we are 52% diverse in our workforce and that 26% of all of our employees are veterans or spouses of veterans. And there's very few places in the country that you could attract that kind of talent and that kind of character other than right here in Virginia. As I understand it, DroneUp essentially operates as a drone-as-a-service model that basically allows companies to outsource unmanned operations while you also have a network of affiliated pilots in addition to your own staff. Was this model in place in the unmanned industry before DroneUp came along, and what's the response been like from clients? We were obviously one of the first companies to create this, you call it drones-as-a-service model. We knew that there wasn't enough work and a high enough interest in the capabilities when we first started to really justify full-time employees, so we built a 
proprietary platform that would allow us to identify drone operators, what type of platforms they had, what their skill sets were, and then be able to deploy missions to them anywhere in the United States. Today, we have over 25,000 independent operators in our network. And I think the industry grew a little slower than we had all hoped in 2017, 2018. But when the pandemic hit, that's when our business really exploded. We grew 1,004% in the first year of the pandemic. And that was primarily driven by people who had businesses and organizations that had done business a particular way. They sent people out to do inspections. They crawled up cell towers. They crawled up on roofs or they used manned aviation. And when suddenly those workers weren't able to do that, they weren't able to travel. They weren't able to kind of be around each other. It forced a lot of organizations to look at how they could utilize drones in the interim. I think a lot of companies kind of felt like this was an interim solution to send the drones up and capture the data and do the inspection. And it was really incumbent at that point upon the entire industry, not just us, to actually prove how accurate of data and how actionable of data could be gathered, captured, and processed using drones. And as a result, we followed that first year of 1,004% by a subsequent year of 900%, and it's continued like that. So it was embraced. I have to acknowledge that the pandemic actually had a very positive impact on forcing people to embrace it. Now, it's considered a way of doing business. And if you look at across all of our different verticals and product lines, every one of those is growing at a rapid click because people are understanding, really embracing the value of drone data collection today. Sort of gradually and then suddenly. A big part of what's going to be driving the growth of your company into the future is the big partnership you have with Walmart. Can you talk a little bit about that? How did that partnership with Walmart come about and how important is that relationship as you look at the company's growth now and into the future? Up until 2020, our business had primarily been driven by aerial data collection, traditional drone service, drones as a service, as you called it earlier. We had not really seen an opportunity for drone delivery. And while we you know, technically had the talent and the skill set to do it, we hadn't invested into the hardware, the infrastructure. We hadn't really started kind of working on legislative efforts and regulatory efforts to help open up that industry. But when the pandemic happened, Walmart reached out to us and offered us the opportunity to partner with them to deliver COVID test kits to customers who did not want to drive to the Walmarts for the free COVID test kits. The truth is, is that Walmart was using this as an opportunity to test, engage how communities would accept drone delivery, how capable were companies like ours in conducting drone delivery, and that the project couldn't have gone better. We did deliveries in Chictawaga, New York, and North Las Vegas and El Paso. This was during the absolute hottest part of the pandemic. I like to tell the story when people say, how was it embraced? And when did you know that the community was going to accept drone delivery as an option? We were out in North Las Vegas and we were doing deliveries and there were people who refused to get in their car and drive to the Walmart parking lot for the free COVID test. But when they would order the COVID test kit and we would deliver it to them by drone, they would get in their car and drive to the Walmart to tell us how cool the drone delivery was. And so that was kind of the first time that we realized, yes, it's cool, but we also were given the opportunity by Walmart to demonstrate to the communities that it could be done safely, that it could be done efficiently and how fast it was and how convenient it was. And the community would come to the hubs. We would welcome them, talk to them, tell them that we weren't collecting privacy data. We weren't taking pictures. We weren't recording. And so it was very, very, very important then 
to both give us the opportunity to hone our skills in dealing with the general public and helping shift that narrative to be more positive, but it also created an opportunity for us to test our skills at how does the traditional drone services we've been doing translate to delivery services. As a result, Walmart invested into our company and subsequently signed a contract with us to lead their drone delivery efforts, and it has driven our growth dramatically. But even then, we continue to operate with that, we call it that frugal Virginia Beach model, and we invest into our technologies and we invest into our people. But most importantly, we invest into our culture because we think that's our most important asset. That's such a great story, Tom. And what you were just talking about led to some recent drone-up news. You guys recently announced a couple of things. So an expansion of your Virginia Beach headquarters, as well as a testing, training, and research and development facility at Richard Bland College. So can you talk a little bit about the second part in particular? What do partnerships like the agreement that you have with Richard Bland mean for drone-up and also just you know for companies like yours and, and kind of the future of this industry in Virginia? Thank you for that question, because I I just got back from Richard Bland College. I was actually up there Saturday for the Pecan Festival. I've been corrected. Mm -hmm. I now know how to say it. And um, (laughs) and we did a drone delivery there. But this model at Richard Bland is something that we're extremely proud of. I'll come back and talk about why we did it in a moment. But here's the result. One of the issues that we talk about in economic development and in workforce development and in education in the state is... Sometimes the education programs aren't always caught up with the current technologies that are being used in the real-world workforce. Right now, we are seeing how rapidly autonomy, whether it's aerial autonomous vehicles, whether it's ground-based autonomous vehicles, whether it's robotics, are really starting to revolutionize the last mile and last mile delivery and ultimately will revolutionize the entire transportation and logistics system. We kind of face two challenges as we're growing as rapidly as we're growing. One is how do we develop a trained workforce that we can put out in the field and feel confident that they have both the character and culture that we want and the knowledge level that they need to be able to land at a hub anywhere in the United States and be a professional operator. The second thing that we face is a longer term challenge of how do we get our educational institutions to begin training students and teaching students the skills and technology understandings that we're going to need in the next two, three, and four years. So Richard Bland is a perfect example. Our training facility is right in the middle of the campus. We train in the buildings right alongside of the students. So not only are we getting the opportunity to train every single person that we send out in the field in a similar, consistent, professional training environment, but we're also getting the opportunity to expose what we're doing to other students throughout the campus who are now starting to join that program. And this program is very unique. It's a four-week program. You get a micro-credential in the unmanned systems, and you get 12 college credits for completing the program. We just finished putting through our sixth class up there. So we opened up, hit the ground running, and we'll have a a new class starting every week as long as forward as we can see. That's really great. Well, you've got a lot going on. Very exciting time for Drone Up and this industry in Virginia. What do you see as sort of the next big innovation that is going to change the way the on-manned industry operates? The number one hurdle that we've got to get over as an industry is beyond visual line of sight or BVLOS, BV loss. But the ability to send our drones out over the horizon using autonomy and being able to demonstrate the safety that we're mitigating the risk in the air, we're mitigating risk of other aircraft, we're mitigating risk on the ground. The FAA and other government agencies have really been challenged with figuring out a path 
to uh, how we would, can enable this. That changes the dynamics, it changes the unit economics, it changes the effectiveness of everything that we're doing. A lot of people say, oh, aerial unmanned taxis is the next big thing. And I have a story about that, but that's definitely not next. But improving our automation, improving our safety in the air. But the number one thing I think anyone in our industry would agree is beyond digital line of sight. Mm-hmm. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Any sort of favorite places to spend time in Virginia? I know that you've made this your home and, you know, obviously chose this as a place to start your company. As somebody who calls Virginia Beach home, are there any kind of gems in that community that you'd like to talk about? I spend about 75% of the time on the road. So when I am back in Virginia Beach, I really, really enjoy being at home. My wife and I are very fortunate. We live on a small lake and we have built a dock and a little boathouse. It's actually got a bar and a television and a fire pit. And when I'm home, my favorite place to be is on there with the fire and just enjoying not having to be out on the road or having there or speaking or doing whatever. But outside of Virginia Beach, say probably mine and my wife's favorite place to get away is the inn at Little Washington. Mm. Very nice. Well, this is a real gem and one of many things that makes the Commonwealth of Virginia such a special place. Our guest today has been Tom Walker, founder and CEO of Drone Up, one of the great entrepreneurial success stories here in Virginia. Tom, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. This podcast has been brought to you by the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Thanks for listening.